Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. <laughs> so, what are you laughing? Yeah, this Hunter Biden game, can this possibly get any worse? Don't worry, we're not going to cover the whole show, Hunter, but I'm actually getting sick of this story, too. There's a lot more to talk about, but can this case possibly get any worse? The answer is, um, yes, it can. Allegations of a firearm they don't like. They threw out in a garbage can in front of a supermarket. The uh, the 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 girlfriend who was the. It's just you're like what? This sounds like an episode of Dynasty or Dallas. This story is incredible, and I have an update for you on the mysterious disappearance of the Biden crime family documents in the Tucker Carlson show. Got that. Also, we're going to decipher how the media covered the GDP growth numbers yesterday to show you the little uh, dipsy do stunt the rue they pulled. I'm always here to translate. I warned you they were going to do this. And they did it, of course. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, it's Friday. So it is yeah. Friday. I'm it's doing good. very early Friday because I have a uh, little appointment later. But yeah. that's okay. I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Well, uh verbal judo before the show today i was on fire so uh right, let me get to it because i i got a lot up to, and i want to get to this um yep this this kind of conundrum the biden team finds himself in right now with economic numbers where they don't want to talk down the economy but they don't want to admit the truth either today's show brought to you our friends at omaha steaks ladies and gentlemen they're just the finest steaks out there for the dough they're the best. We love them. We are an Omaha Steaks household. Right now, you can get a gourmet assortment of their best sellers with an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter the code Bongino in the search bar. And for this week, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of their delicious premium ground beef free with your order plus free shipping. Paula likes to throw their ground beef in a meat sauce. You can make burgers. She makes empanadas. All I can tell you, you'll never eat another ground beef again. My favorites from Omaha Steaks include their Butcher's Best Sellers Package, a 45% savings. What does it include? The famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. You eat one of those. You can't, you can't just eat one. That's You're not even going to just eat. Your mouth will be watering. They're delicious. Smoky sweet bacon, fork tender filet mignon. Delicious. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Enter code Bongino in the search bar for exclusive offers not available anywhere else. And don't forget, when you order today, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of their premium ground beef free with free shipping. Omaha Steaks has been bringing people together for over 100 years because the food is just darn good. Enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy the best steak of your life. OmahaSteaks.com and our promo code Bongino in the search bar. Thank you, Omaha Steaks. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. I was ready with the Kenny Bell. All right, quick update. So yesterday I told you about the um, Tucker Carlson story. So they, he was interviewing this business partner, Tony Bobolinsky of the Biden crime family. And uh, Bobolinsky had a bunch of documents about their shady dealings, the Biden family with others. So these documents got shipped out from New York to LA and they mysteriously disappeared. The update UPS has since found the package. So we will see what's in there. Washington Examiner UPS found Tucker Carlson's documents relating to Biden that vanished in the system. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'll leave it at that. It's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It actually got lost, and now we found them. Fascinating, though. How seemed to, I've never lost anything with UPS ever. I wonder how that happens all the time. All right, moving on. I told you I wasn't going to waste a lot of time because we, get, we do have a lot to get to Friday. I have to clean up some of the messes from earlier in the week from the stuff I missed and didn't get to. So I told you this story was going to get worse. The Blaze launched another bombshell last night in this case. Apparently, I got this from uh, Steve Dace over there. Fascinating story at the blaze about uh, Hunter Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden case. This one, this is one of those, you ever see uh, you all on social media, parlor, Twitter, uh, Twitch, whatever it may be. And they have these things like you think things can't get worse. Hold my beer. It will. Here we go with the Biden case source. Hunter Biden's gun was taken by Haley Biden in 2018, thrown into a supermarket garbage can, went missing and no arrests were made. The source also states the Secret Service and ATF visited the shop where Hunter Biden purchased the gun prior to a report being filed. Folks, listen, on a serious note, geez, this is apparently a very disturbed uh, individual, this Hunter Biden. Now, his father's running for president. He has profited off of his family name while his father was vice president. He is absolutely fair game in this. 
Uh, don't mistake my sympathy for someone who is uh, clearly uh, in, in a bevy of issues he can't seem to find his way out of. Don't yeah. mistake that uh, for any kind of an eagerness to make this story go away. The story is absolutely fair game. If it was my family, it'd be all over the front page of the Daily News. But the story goes like this. Um, for those of you who don't know the background here, it's a little disturbing. Uh, Bo Biden, who is the other son of Joe Biden, uh, died tragically from, uh, I believe he had brain cancer. It's a sad story. So Bo Biden's former uh, wife, because he deceased, then struck up a relationship with Hunter. I'm not even getting into that. Apparently, I don't know, something goes bad here, whatever it may be. Hunter Biden has a firearm in the car. Haley Biden, who we're talking about there, takes the firearm out of the car. Who knows why? I mean, this is just bizarre on top of bizarre. Throws the firearm allegedly in a garbage can, according to this report. They go back later. Hunter apparently tells him, go, go, get the, go get that firearm. You can't do that. The firearm's not there. ATF, apparently Secret Service gets involved. Folks, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the, the personal nonsense. It's their business wheeling and dealings that bother me because there could be a blackmail file overseas with enemies of the United States, including Russia and China, who have a blackmail file probably this thick on the Biden family and the godfather, Joe Biden, could be the president of the United States. But this personal stuff, ladies and gentlemen, tells a different story. Rudy Giuliani said, there's a different angle I want to take. It's not to pile on Hunter Biden. This guy's clearly, clearly a disturbed person. Rudy Giuliani brought this up in my interview with him. Joe listened to it. You remember when he said this, Joe? Giuliani brought up this point that hmm. what kind of a guy is Joe Biden? Knowing now what we know, given these stories and this reporting and the history of drug use and the discharge from the military, the sex videos on the, you know, the laptop he turned over. We have the receipt. Paula was kind enough to produce the laptop receipt, printed a copy of it. What kind of a guy do you have, you have to be to take one of your kids who you know is deeply troubled, drug problems and otherwise, no one questions that, and then make him the breadwinner in an influence operation and put him at the forefront of an operation where foreign nationals and enemies of the United States are trying to buy influence in the United States? What kind of a guy are you? Rudy brought this up. Yeah. Stuck what kind of me. a father is yeah. that? You, you see, Ryan, of course, because you have a son. You right. know exactly what the, the, Thank God you got, I mean, he's got a great kid, Joe Semper Fi, Marine, good man. But I mean, God forbid one of our kids, I've got two daughters, yep. had an intense drug problem, is out there getting discharged from the military, is in relationships you're like, nobody gets. And you say to him, hey, I think it's a good idea that you represent the family in a deal with the communist Chinese, with a company connected to the, the Chinese intelligence? According to reporting, Chinese intelligence apparatus, why don't you go do that, Hunter? Giuliani brought that up. He's like, what kind of a guy does that? You put him in, you, first you get him in rehab or something, and then you put him in kind of a, a low-stress job for a little while while he gets his sea legs under him. Yeah, You don't stick him out in foreign countries running around the world being paid off by Burisma and the Chinese. What kind of a guy is this, Joe Biden? That's the reason I talk about it. It's not the pile on this guy. Believe me, there is this, no matter how bad the politics in the country gets, I will never be talked out of the sympathy bone because, listen, I understand. I've had people in my own family with issues with drugs. It's not a laughing matter. It's nothing to be made fun of. The problem is this individual with a drug problem was the vice president's son and was made the top of the totem pole in their business where they're going out around the world running a foreign operation, doing business with enemies of the United States. Joe Biden's to blame as much as Hunter. Yep. My gosh, who throws a gun in a garbage can? If that report is correct, folks, this again is another example of the problems Hunter had and the depravity of Joe hiding all this and putting his son as the forefront of his business operation overseas. It's really disturbing, ladies and gentlemen. The whole story is troubling. All right, let me move on. We've, we've covered this this week. I just want, listen, the election's on Tuesday. There's no more time here. You need to have an exhaustive understanding of who Donald Trump and his family are and who Joe Biden and his family are, because that's what's coming up. They've both, both of them, to be fair, have intertwined their families with their politics. I believe Trump for the better, 
Don Jr., Eric, Laura, Tiffany, Ivanka, Jared, they go out there and campaign for him. So in some respects, the family's fair game. Well, Joe Biden's done the same. He's made his son, unfortunately, part of a business he's clearly involved in, despite his lies. They're fair game. Simple as that. All right, uh, moving on. I, I was going to get to this story yesterday. Forgive me. It was a loaded news day again, as it always is. It's like drinking from a fire hose these days. So uh, I warned you and have warned you often about the uh, danger of listening to the New York Times, the Washington Post, and elsewhere when they publish stories by anonymously sourced people. Folks, the Bobolinsky story, he put his face and his name and his reputation on the line to speak out. Anonymously sourced stories. I'm not saying there's no use for anonymous sources. There are. I'm, I'm trying to give you a fair analysis. I'm just telling you when all of your stories, or to be precise, the overwhelming majority of your stories about Trump are anonymously sourced, there's a problem. The, you should be, you're probably figuring this out right now, what the problem is. If people hate Trump so much, and he's such a danger to the country, Joe, right? Then why aren't people eager to go on the record and correct it? Right. I'm not afraid of calling out Joe Biden. Damn, anonymous source told Dan Bongino, and it's really me? No, it's me. I'm here in front of the camera. Anonymous sir, Paula whispered in my ear last night. She said, hey, you know, it's Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Did you hear the story about the gun in the garbage can? An anonymous source told me there was a gun in the garbage can. It's not an anonymous source. It's the blaze. People put their names on these stories. Yet, did you notice almost every story about Donald Trump is an anonymous source? I've warned you about this, that most of these stories are probably BS. And the reason they anonymously, air quote, source them, because the Times knows who they are, is because if we found out who they are, the story would fall apart and look ridiculous. Oh, did that happen yesterday? You're probably saying, Dan Bongino, you're a day late. I always like to be a day late on some of these stories because the story evolves over time and it's like a fine wine. It actually gets better the next day. I'm glad we waited on this. What am I talking about? Do you remember I was living in my other house, which by the way, people still send stuff to you're probably sending stuff you're sending to, to the wrong house. Don't do it. Poor guy who lives there. He's overwhelmed with stuff. He gets books off guys, the library, poor guy. So when I was in my old house with my own studio, Joe and I covered this on the show. There was an op-ed written and a subsequent book written by anonymous. I mean, literally he called himself anonymous. Mm -hmm. And the allegation was that this guy, Joe was a big time higher up, senior official in the Trump campaign, excuse me, the Trump administration. They speculated it could be Vice President Pence. And the anonymous uh, author was like, warning, Trump is crazy. Ah, it was one of these panic merchant pieces, you know? Trump's a nut job. Anonymous. This is how everybody speculated. Is it Nikki Haley? Is it Mike Pence? What did I tell you at the time? I said, hey, listen, <laughs> I guarantee you, this is a nobody in the White House who's making a quick buck. Turns out I was right, of course. But let's play this story back. So anonymous, we know who it is. It's now a guy, Miles Taylor. By the way, Miles Taylor, he was a DHS underling. The Secret Service EOD dogs that sniff out the explosives had more access to the president than this guy. But when the, when the CNN and New York Times wrote the article, the, the Secret Service dogs out front, the sniffer dogs, the EOD dogs, they were, this is not a joke. Joe's laughing because it's funny and it is, but they really were closer to the president, the dogs, than Miles Taylor was. I mean, proximity distance. If you had tape measure, tape measure, the dogs were closer to the POTUS than this dude, Miles Taylor was. But according to CNN and others, he was a senior official. You don't believe me? Let's go back in time. Here is uh, Chris Saliza, who's uh, one of the best uh, uh, so-called journalists in America at getting things wrong. He's an expert. His success rate of failure is close to 100%. He wrote back in CNN a while ago that, uh, you can check this out, that he was like a major figure in the Trump world. You don't believe me? Here's the actual quote. This is about this guy, Anonymous. He wrote, here's one big clue to the identity of the Anonymous op-ed writer, Chris Saliza, who's pretty much wrong all the time. He says the New York Times simply wouldn't do what it did for anything short of a major figure, major figure, Joe, in the Trump world. Let me yeah. translate that for you. What was he saying? <laughs> it sounded like that Eddie Murphy scene, remember? <laughs> you don't mess with a karate man. Remember that from Trading Places? Because karate man don't feel no, but yeah. yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you turkey, yeah. So it's a major figure. What Saliz is saying is because the New York Times allowed Anonymous to write an anonymous op-ed, which they don't typically do. 
So Saliza, who's always wrong about everything, this is the guy who said Trump had a 0% chance of winning in 2016. Literally, that's the headline of the article. 0%, I'm not kidding. I wish I would have put it up. Saliza's like, the New York Times, Joe, would have never allowed this anonymous op-ed if this wasn't a major figure in the Trump world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was getting bad. I was a little upset at the beginning of the show. But Paula was nice. She even got the headline of CNN piece. I just sent her the quote. She figured it out. Very nice. Now I see why today's show took so long. Very good. Nice. Major figure. Rusty, the Secret Service dog, was a more major figure than this guy was. It gets worse. So here's the New York Times themselves when the anonymous op-ed trashing Trump was written that they were spending. Is this Mike Pence? Who's this? This is how they described who this guy was. Check this out from the New York Times again. He's not just a major figure, according to Chris Saliza. He is the term we chose. Senior administration official, Joe, from the New York Times Direct, is used in Washington by both journalists and government officials to describe positions. In- <laughs> that is hilarious. In the upper echelons of an administration, such as the one held by the anonymous writer. <laughs> Rusty, the Secret Service dog, was hired. This guy, I don't even know if there's a Secret Service dog named Rusty. There may be. I don't know. Poncho, Rusty, Spike, who the hell knows? Spike, the dog, had a more higher position, <laughs> had closer proximity to the president. <laughs> I can't. Then this guy and the Times, who knows his identity, obviously, the guy submitted the op-ed and it was anonymous to us, but not to the New York Times. T- I haven't even given you this guy's position yet. The Times, like, this guy was in the upper echelons of government. I, w- I warned you about this when it happened. So he worked in DH- DHS. Again, his name is Miles Taylor. So, uh, hat tip internet sluice. They pulled up the old Department of Homeland Security leadership chart, which, Joe, uh, we'll put it up in a second, but I mean, common sense question, right here, Daddy O? Mm-hmm. I mean, if Miles Taylor was in the DHS, and the New York Times is, it, it cites him as a, quote, senior administration official in the upper echelons. Oh, yeah. And Saliza is speculating. It's a major figure. This guy's at least at the upper echelons of DHS, right? Yeah, upper echelons. I, yeah. That, you that will see him the on the time. chart. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, every single time. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Joe. So, let, Paul, if you wouldn't mind, this is the time <laughs> the op-ed was written. Here it is, a screenshot from Homeland Security. Let's go down the leadership chart. You had Kirsten Nielsen, who was at the time uh, DHS secretary. You had Chad Wolf, Chief of Staff, Secretary, Christina Bob, John Milnick, Jones, Grady. Joe, I'm just checking. Do you see his name anywhere on there? Clearly, no. I'm missing it. Miles Taylor. Come on, stop messing around. Get to the name. Paula. Dude. Paula. Sam, Sam, do you see it? Paula. Paula's like, don't you send me a I'll rip that damn finger off you. She's not happy with me this morning. <laughs> I'm messing with you. We get around. I love my wife. I'm kidding. She's the boss. Wait, wait, put that back. I'm not done with the joke because this is a joke. But it's real. This is like, re- this is really the leadership chart. So Paula, just checking. Do you, you, you see? It? No, no. Paula's giving me a head nod. No, Joe, you don't see his name either. I don't see a damn thing. No. Mm-mm. So he's beneath apparently the, I'm not, I'm not messing around. These are real <laughs> positions. I'm not underselling yeah. them. But he didn't even make the director of the office of biometric identity management. Um, who's that? Sha- who's that, Paul? Is that Shawnee Lamb? Can you help me? Shawnee Lamb? Because my eyesight's going a little bit. Shawnee Lamb. That's a big, big position. Believe me, these people, I'm not messing with them. I'm not kidding. But that's how in the upper echelons of government, he's not even at the Office of Biometric Identity Management. So who was Miles Taylor? Oh, no. Well, the answer is he was just a DHS advisor. He was like a policy guy. In other words, a mid-level bureaucrat in DHS, not even on one page of the DHS leadership chart, who was celebrated because he bashed Trump by the New York Times, who knew who he was as a senior administration official in the upper echelons of government. Like Spike, the Secret Service dog, Rusty, Poncho. Though they had better, they were closer to the president than Miles Taylor. Now, here is Miles Taylor on CNN just recently with Anderson Cooper showing you the kind of people, again, I love these arguments, right, Joe? Trump's character is so terrible. Trump's the worst. Trump's character is of this guy has no character. This is a character election. What does Joe Biden say all the time? Characters on the ballot. 
Yet it's interesting. When the people who attack Trump are proven as liars, this guy was not upper echelon, was not a major figure, was not even a senior administration official. He wasn't even the head of the biometric analysis unit. So the fact that he lied about that, here's him, here's Miles Taylor on CNN, who we now know is anonymous, who wrote the anonymous op-ed and the book about it later, about how bad Trump is. Here's on, here he is on CNN lying directly to the camera when Anderson Cooper asks him, hey, are you anonymous? Check this out. There was an op-ed, there was a book by someone uh, calling themselves anonymous. Are, are you aware of who that is? Uh, I'm not. Look, and I, that was a, uh, a parlor game that happened in Washington, D.C. of a lot of folks trying to think of uh, who that might be. I've got my own thoughts about who that might be. But, uh, you know, I you're want not, you're not to be anonymous. on the president. And I certainly don't want to. Uh, I, I wear a mask for two things, Anderson. Uh, Halloween's and uh, pandemics. So, no. Characters on the ballot, folks. Character. Now you see why we don't do anonymous op-eds and why sound, responsible journalists should avoid anonymous sourcing at all costs? Amen. Because people lie. You get it? Now, does it make sense? I mean, seriously, Joe, we could have vetted this story. We did for you. I, I, and to be fair, I did not know it was Miles Taylor. I am not, you know, the Stygian witches, Clash of the Titans. I did not have the eye. Okay, but I suspected strongly based on someone who told me something. I did not know it was Taylor, be crystal clear. But I suspected strongly that it was someone mid-level based on the quality of the writing and the access claimed to have in there. We were right. If we would have had the name and this guy had any guts to put his name on it, we could have debunked this story a long time ago. But instead, the New York Times and CNN and others let it fester by making you believe a major figure in the Trump orbit was calling out Donald Trump. And he wasn't a major figure at all. He was no higher than Spike, the Secret Service EOD dog. One more little tidbit of info about this joker. Joe, characters on the ballot, right? So Miles Taylor, mm -hmm. apparently when he left the Trump administration, he definitely, Joe, right? This guy's so aggravated, he wrote an op-ed trashing Trump, right? Anonymous. Mm -hmm. When he left, he wrote an email. Definitely this email, because he's got character, right, Joe? He must have trashed Trump an email. Hey, guys, DHS.all or whatever. Trump sucks. This is really horrible. I'm done. Characters on the ballot. Go give Spike the dog an extra milk bone. Whatever. Clearly, he wrote that in an email because it's about character, right, Miles Taylor? Uh, <laughs> she's on the ball today. It's a little spicy today. A little spicy. A little combat before the show. Paul Bedard, Washington Secrets, Washington Examiner. Never Trump or Anonymous praised the most productive Trump team in his exit email. <laughs> Oh, geez. Characters on the ballot, Joe. On the, I'd rather vote for Rusty the Secret Service dog than Joe Biden and this crew of idiots. Cash is out on a book. No, no, no Dan, you, you write books. Yeah, my name's on them. All of them. <laughs> there are no anonymous Dan Bongino books out there. Yeah, how about that? My name is on the cover of my books. There they are right there. I got all of them. Dan Bongino. So he didn't have the guts to put his name on it because he knew he'd be discredited immediately. Cashed out, left the White House, wrote a, hey, you guys are really productive. Thanks for the memories email. And now we're supposed to believe this clown. What a joke. And the media fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Of course they did, because that's what they do. All right, moving on. I'm going to get to my next sponsor, but I, I want to get to this story next. I, I have to decipher the media BS about the GDP numbers because they were phenomenal. It's only the largest economic growth numbers in American history. Now, again, to be fair, it was followed by the largest decline in American history because of the shutdown. But it says a lot, Joe, no, that we're still in the middle of a pandemic and Donald Trump managed to reclaim most of the economy we lost despite a pandemic. Still yeah, you would think, but no, the media, of course, got to frame it. I'll decipher it for you. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Personal Defense Network. Hey, 2020 has brought unforeseen upheaval to our society. Many people realize that the police may not always be there and the ability to defend yourself and your family has never been more important. That's why I'm glad to have the Personal Defense Network sponsor my podcast. If you're not familiar with them, you should be. Their library of videos is amazing. If you're not familiar with them, uh, PDN, Personal Defense Network, is the world's largest collection of high-quality educational self-defense material on the internet. Top-notch material here. I mean thousands of dollars in training in one spot for nothing close to that cost. 
From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue, quite literally. It's an educational community built by patriots like you that provides vital, easy-to-understand real-world tips, techniques, and tactics. The Personal Defense Network team is the world's best instructors. They've been delivering life-saving information for over 15 years. Learn how to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. There's no better time. Just text code BONGINO, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to 474747. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Their premium membership will be just $3 for the first full year. You heard that right. Just $3 for a membership that is normally $69. Here's what you'll get. It's priceless stuff. You will get access to hundreds of videos and classes. These classes make you feel like you're there with the trainer. This is high quality training material. All of their contributors are active educators. They teach life-saving skills to military, law enforcement, and people just like you around the world. Because you're a listener of mine, their premium membership will only be $3 for the first full year. Again, it normally sells for $69. Personal Defense Network tells me this is one of the best deals ever. So text code BONGINO, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to 474747, and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. These videos are spectacular. Check them out. Text BONGINO to 474747. Thanks, Personal Defense Network. We appreciate it. So deciphering media bull. <laughs> I spelled it out here. I don't want to force Joe to bleep anything. It's a Friday, so we'll give him a break. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, deciphering media bull stuff is uh, is important. So we had just unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe the number, the GDP growth number. Just to put in perspective, the annualized growth rate of GDP in, in the quarter, we just got this this week. The quarter came in at 33.1%. Put that in perspective just for a moment. This is one quarter. And keep in mind, it was after an enormous drop. Again, I'm not going to be like the left and try to confuse you with, you know, verbal jujitsu. I'm going to tell you it was after a massive drop, but we've now recovered a lot of what was lost because of the shutdowns. The average growth rate for the U.S. economy over our entire history, it's about three, three and a half percent a year. This quarter, we grew at an annualized rate of 33%. Times 11. Do you have any idea how big of a number that is? If the economy were to grow at 7% annually, 7%, so double our, our average, typically what we do, more than double, but we would double the size of the economy in 10 years. So say the average, the average salary in the United States right now, $50,000, something around there, median family income, $50,000, $60,000. In 10 years, it would be $120,000 in today's money, not in future, in today's money. That would be at 7%. We grew at 33%. 33. 33. If Joe Biden was doing it, 33. That's a huge number. So of course, the media, Joe, had to figure out a way because this happened right before the elect. God forbid, economic growth numbers, Joe. Election coming up. <laughs> Joe Biden, the anti-economy guy, high taxes dude. We can't have that out there, that the Trump economy, despite a massive blow from economic lockdowns worldwide, has managed to recover a lot of what, it, not all, there's a lot of work to be done, but a lot of what was lost, they can't have that out there. So they had to find a way to spin it. Now, what's the media spin? I warned you about this months ago. I said, what they were going to do is when it benefits them to report a lower growth number. In other words, when it's, when it's the economy's growing and it's on Trump, they will report the quarterly number. The quarterly number will be lower. When it benefits them to talk about economic losses and the economy shrinking, they'll report the annualized number. Hmm. Because the annualized number is going to be bigger. You don't believe me? Check this out. Uh, NP look at NPR's headline. Watch. You, th you think I'm messing with you? Three months of hell. This is when the economy dropped. Well, notice the date of the article. N a radical far-left NPR that doesn't want to cover the Bobolinsky story. Because <laughs> they don't think it's newsworthy. That's hilarious. NPR, July 30th, 2020, in the midst of all the lockdowns. Three months of hell. U.S. economy drops. 32.9% in worst GDP report ever. So notice, when it benefits them in the headline, these lefty, these lefty media lunatics, they will report the bigger number, the annual number. 
despite the fact that in that quarter, we only really dropped the 7 to 8%. But they annualize it. You get what I'm saying, Joe? To make the loss oh, look yeah. more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We okay, lost 32% of the economy. Can you believe it, Joe? A third of our economy wiped out in a jiffy. That Donald Trump is terrible. So now we find out that the economy recovers 33%, basically pretty much all of what we lost in the last quarter, numbers-wise. And notice the flipping of the script, how they switch back now to the quarterly number, which is smaller because it's growth. Check this out in the watch. Debut. I told you they were going to, here we go. It's so predictable. I warned you about this. democracy dies in the darkest. Watch the buzz. Headline, U.S. economy grew by a record 7.4% from July to September, but it's complicated. That's interesting because now you're switching back to the quarterly number rather than the annualized number, NPR. Now, to be fair, the Washington Post, in some of its reporting, has reported the annualized number too, which is 33% growth. They have. But what I'm, what I'm getting at here is you would think there would be a standard, correct? And the proper standard, by the way, is the quarterly number. Annualizing, it's nice for economic wonks, but the quarterly number is more appropriate. The reality is the economy during the that 33% annualized drop dropped about 7 to 8% in that quarter, which is a lot. The economy grew back at about 9%, annualized at 33. My point is be specific, stick to a principle on reporting and do it. Do you notice how they can't do that? How when the economy grows 33%, the Washington Post had to put in all kinds of caveats. But wait, Joe, wait, it's complicated. But wait, and they use the quarterly number and then when NPR wants to talk about the loss, they use the annual number to make it look like we lost more than we really did. Mm-hmm. Folks, listen to me. This is not a mistake. If you've been around newsrooms, as I have my entire time in politics, my entire time in the Secret Service around the press pool, and my entire time in political commentary, it's not a mistake. These are the subtle things that someone said to me in email. It was a nice email. Not to get off track, but... He said, Dan, you know, sometimes I think your show is a little too high level because you speak to super patriots, not people. That, I don't I don't agree at all. This is very easy to understand. This is not for, for super patriots. This is very easy to understand stuff. When the media wants to make Trump's economic losses look terrible, they use a bigger number, the annual number. When they want to make his losses look smaller, then they switch to the quarterly number. Instead of keeping one principal common standard for reporting, this is done on purpose. This is not an accident. If you're going to report annual growth, then just say it. This is the largest annualized growth rate ever, 33%. That's huge. I'm sorry I have to do this here and waste your time. I really am. But you have to, you've got to learn to see through this stuff. Because liberals won't. I'm like, what are you talking about? Trump lost 32% in the last quarter. He only gained 7% now. No, no, you're using different numbers. Eh. Now, some people did report honestly on it, including rabid Trump haters like that tool Joe Scarborough from MSNBC. So Scarborough on MSNBC realizes there's no way, Joe, to, to, to downsell this. It's the largest GDP growth annualized in a quarter ever in American history. Anybody can just look at the data. Scarborough's realizing like, yeah, we may hate Trump, but there's no way. What are we going to do? These are just huge numbers. Here's Joe Scarborough reluctantly, painfully admitting to a stone-faced panel at MSNBC that, hey, whatever Trump did kind of worked so far. Check this out. Yes, the economy is growing at 7.4%. The number looks great. It's a historic number. Uh, It comes on the heels of a lot of pain in the past and some pain to come. But still, bottom lining this for the election that everybody's looking at five days from now, um, Donald Trump's going to be able to run around and say, this last quarter, the economy grew at a record rate, the, the, the highest rate ever, period, end of sentence. <laughs> it is period, end of sentence. You can't, I mean, you, you, what are you going to do, throw your credibility on the funeral pyre? Anyone could just look up quarterly GDP in any internet search engine, and you'll see it's by far the largest number ever. And lie all you want. Annual and quarterly. It's an enormous number. Pat tipped him for honesty for once. 
All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and I want to get to another, another issue in the club. We're making the closing arguments here. We've just got a couple days. Did you vote yet? If you haven't voted yet, please go vote. Please do not forget. I don't care what happens. If any, don't matter what. I don't care if there's a level five tornado pumping through your name. You got to vote. Please get out and vote. But I want to get to this uh, argument, this economic argument Biden's trying to make, and he can't. But let me get to my next sponsor, uh, Podium. Business owners, did you know that 97% of text messages get open? That's a huge number. And 90% are open within three minutes. You need to be texting your customers. Don't get left in the dark. If you're spending time on the phone scheduling appointments, you need Podium. If you're sending invoices in the mail, you need Podium. If you're in a tight battle with your competition, you need Podium. If you need to convert more sales from your website, you definitely need Podium. Podium is a business messaging tool that gets you off the phone and into texting. Podium brings all your messages into one centralized inbox that your whole team can access, empowers you and your company to save time while responding to customers faster. Podium is helping a bunch of people from plumbers to doctors to electricians. Plumbing's helping doctors notify patients when it's time for them to come inside for their appointments. Same with mortgage brokers, insurance agents, and lawyers. Don't give up this competitive advantage to your competition. They're already on Podium. You need to get there too. It's helping retailers offer curbside pickup and hands-free payment. Whatever your business does, Podium can help you. Podium customers have seen fantastic results recently. A plumbing company converted 16% of their web traffic. That's incredible, into leads. It will change your business. I'm teaming up with them now for a special offer. For a limited time, sign up for 20% off your plan. It's a huge savings. They are so confident that if Podium doesn't make your business better within 90 days, oh, they will. They will send you a $150 Amazon gift card, Amazon gift card for the holidays. What do you think of that? Go to podium.com slash Dan to get started today. That's 20% off. You go to podium, P-O-D-I-U-M.com slash Dan today. Go to podium.com slash Dan today. Don't get left behind. Okay. All right, we're a little heavy on the economics. Paula loves this stuff, by the way. I do too. The show used to be super heavy on economics, but with so much going on and stuff. But this is very, very important. Please, I need you to pay close attention because in the closing days, we need to make this argument. And a lot of people in the media, even on our side, are giving Biden a pass on this argument. I'm trying to frame this up simply here. Here's the question I wrote down. Why it's so important right now to get Biden to admit that he'll repeal the Trump tax cuts, all of them. Why? Why is that? You say, well, Dan, he's already said that. No, he keeps saying it with a caveat. He keeps saying, yeah, I'm going to repeal the tax cuts for the rich. You get it? This allows Biden because very few people in the media, I don't know one. If you want to send me a cut, I'll use it on the show. I don't know anyone in the media who's cornered Biden on this. He keeps saying two distinct things that are not true. And you need to understand this as a business owner. Sorry, they told me not to point. They only use the arrow hand. It's rude to point. That's what they used to tell me when I was teaching in the Secret Service. I was a pointer. Like, that's rude. Use the arrow hand. You, I'm serious. I'm talking to you. You need to understand this and make this case in the closing days of the election to your independent friend. Liberals already lost. They don't care about your business or anything else. But there are some business owners out there, maybe lean left a little bit even, but they're business owners and they want to make money. They want to hire people. And they want to grow their business. You need to understand your taxes are going up in a Biden administration, period. He is lying. He's making two incompatible arguments. On one hand, Biden's saying, I'm going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. On the other hand, he's saying, I will not raise your taxes if you make 400, uh, uh, excuse me, I will not raise your taxes um, unless you make $400,000 a year or more. Only rich people. Ladies and gentlemen, I've brought this up now a thousand times. We are running out of time. That can't be true. Someone needs to pin him down and say, Joe Biden, are you cutting? Are you getting rid of the Trump tax cuts or not? They were tax cuts for the middle class. Follow me here. The reason he's making that argument with the caveat is if someone pins him down and says, Joe, are you, I don't want to hear any caveats, a simple yes or no. Are you going to repeal the Trump tax cuts? He will never say yes without adding that caveat, but only him. You can't do that. He doesn't want to answer yes or no, because if he answers, yes, I'll repeal it. And someone forces him into the question, he'll have to be forced to admit that Trump cut taxes on the middle class. 
Does that make sense? I'm so, if I'm confusing you, I'm deeply sorry. It's a little political strategy. He's doing this yes, but thing. Mm-hmm. No, you're either going to repeal Trump's tax cuts or not. But he doesn't want to give a yes or no, because then he'll be forced to admit that Trump cut taxes dramatically for the middle class. That's why he includes that caveat. I, I probably, you don't like it, right? You don't like my explanation, I can tell. Does it make sense, Paula? She doesn't get it. No, it's I'm sorry. I don't mean I've kind of an easy way, but Trump it, it's a little ta- deep. Yeah. 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 They're not the media is not following up. They're not saying to him, let me you know what? Here's the way I'm gonna do this. Let's pretend I'm interviewing Joe Biden. Okay. I'll play both sides. Right. So I'm a media person, I get uh, sleepy Joe. And we, you know, we he of course he doesn't want to answer any Bob Linsky questions. I say, uh, Mr. Vice President, um, you said you were gonna repeal the Trump tax cuts. Is that true? Yes, but only on people who make over four hundred thousand dollars. Um Mr. Vice President, the Trump tax cuts cut taxes for the middle class. Their tax rates went down. There's a bunch of evidence I'm going to show you next. So are you, you're not going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts? No, no, I just said I was, but only on people making $400,000 a year. Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, I'm really sorry, but um, can you be clear on this? Because you just said you were going to get rid of the Trump tax cuts, which were for the middle class. I, I don't get it. Are you going to do that or not? Here's my proof. Washington Examiner has a great piece up. Check this out. That the middle class largely benefited from the Trump tax cuts. He's pledging to repeal while telling you, no, no, only on people $400,000 a year, which is nonsense. The Trump tax cuts weren't about the rich. They were about you, Alex Hendricks. Here's the evidence. Let's go to the body of the Washington Examiner piece. Once he repeals these, your taxes are going up. Check this out. According to IRS statistics, folks, this is not Dan Bongino. This is not Bongino.com or Bongino Report. According to IRS statistics of income data analyzed by Americans for tax reform, families earning between 50 and 100,000 a year, that's the middle class and upper middle class, saw their average tax liability drop by over 13% between 2017 and 2018. Huh? By comparison, richer folks, those with incomes over a million dollars a year, saw a a far smaller tax cut, averaging just 5.8%, less than half. I don't I don't get it, Joe. Not you, Joe, Joe Biden. If you're gonna cut the if you're gonna get rid of the Trump tax cuts, then you can just be can you just be honest with America? Your taxes are going up because those Trump tax cuts were largely directed at you. All right, moving on. Sorry if I usually I'm a little more comfortable after these segments and I feel better about them, but it's just I, I I know the game he's playing, and candidly, it's really pissing me off. He's playing this stupid game because he doesn't want to admit Trump cut taxes for the middle class, which I just told you happened. The IRS data is pretty clear on that. All right, moving on. Um, folks, we're entering dark times right now. I'm not like talking like Game of Thrones style or anything like that. I don't mean to be unnecessarily dramatic, but sometimes a little drama here is warranted. If Joe Biden wins, I'm really disturbed where we're going to go as a country. And forget about the taxes and stuff for a minute. That's important stuff. We just made that debate. That's over. But I'm talking about basic things like big R, God-given rights, the constitutional republic and constitutional liberties and things like being able to speak out freely and not worry about retribution. I'm afraid we're going down a dark road here and I'm not sure where this is going to go. What do I mean by that? Well, we have these social media platforms out there. We addressed yesterday in detail the disastrous performance by the tech tyrants up on Capitol Hill. But ladies and gentlemen, you would think, I mean, one would think common sense, right, Armacost, that after yesterday's disaster on Capitol Hill the day before, excuse me, when uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter and Zuckerberg from Facebook went and humiliated themselves on Capitol Hill, couldn't explain how they were censoring pretty much only conservatives, had no explanation for it. You would think, Joe, that they'd be a little humble, right? And that the next day they would say, hey, guys, let's take it easy on the censorship, at least till after the election when we can really jam them. You know what I mean? We would think, right? You'd think. But I've told you from the start, and I'll say again, I've said to Joe and Paula, as in part owner of Parler and Rumble, an alternative to these platforms, I know how they work. And as Paula said to me, did did you not, Paula? She goes, they just don't care, Dan. They don't care at all. This is what happened the day after the Capitol Hill disaster where Twitter couldn't explain why they're censoring conservatives. Look at this story at the Federalist. Not a joke. This is not the onion. Exclusive by Tristan Justice, the Federalist. It's in the show notes, by the way, bongino.com slash newsletter to get the show notes. Twitter suspends U.S. border chief 
for celebrating the wall's protection from illegal aliens. <laughs> it's not a joke. Not a joke. Mark Morgan, who, disclosure, is a friend of mine, but he didn't give me this story. I got it off the Federalist. Mark Morgan, their border chief, CBP guy, tweets out this tweet. I'll show you. It's, it's kind of light because it did, never made it to Twitter. And his account is now, he's, he can't post this on Twitter. This is Mark Morgan. Uh, CBP continues to build a new wall every day. Every mile helps us, helps us stop gang members, murderers, sexual predators, and drugs from entering our country. It's a fact. Walls work. You're probably saying to yourself, that was banned from Twitter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. Because Twitter's nuts. And because Paula's right. Paula said, she said to me, she goes, they just don't care. Stop trying to explain it like these people are saying. They are liberal lunatics. They don't care. They just got a tongue lashing on Capitol Hill about how they're going to lose Section 230 protection. It'll basically annihilate the entire internet. Twitter will have brought down the whole internet if 230 goes away. Twitter will have done that to everyone. Everyone will get sued because of the idiots at Twitter. And the next day, they delete and ban a tweet about how walls keep sexual predators out of the country. Not a joke. Here was Twitter's response from the Federalist. Again, they just make this to Paula's apps. The Paula theory is right. Twitter just doesn't care. They're flipping you because it's not on screen. Can I? We, I'm not on screen now, right? It's the thing. Keep that up. Don't put me. I'm not on screen, right? Check me. I have to ask Paula because what I see and you see are different. Here it is. It's the double barrel middle finger. I actually did it this time because it's a kid friendly show, but you couldn't see it because the Federalist is up. Twitter doesn't care. They're reasoning, Joe. You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, or serious disease. Twitter wrote an email explaining the suspension. I, they didn't do any of that in the tweet. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. As is clear from the banned post text, the commissioner did not threaten anyone based on race, national origin, or anything else. That's the Federalist commenting on. Where was the threat in there? There's no threat. Stop looking for common sense. Twitter just hates you. They just hate you. They can't stand you. And the Paula theory of social media entities is correct. They just don't care. It's a, now that we're back on camera, double barreled. We are entering dark times, not a joke. You better have an alternate plan. I do. You're going to post, go Trump on election. You're going to find your Twitter account in the can somewhere. All your followers gone. Here's another scary story. You know who Glenn Greenwald is? You should. Glenn Greenwald is not a conservative. Let me be crystal clear. He's a journalist. He's, I don't know what his partisan stripe is, but he appears to lean left on a lot of issues. Maybe more libertarian left. But Glenn Greenwald is definitely not a conservative journalist. Glenn Greenwald was banned, was uh, basically, uh, he resigned, excuse me, to be precise, from his own company he started, The Intercept. You should have subscribed to his Substack. He says that he was uh, censored basically by his own company and that it's plaguing the national press. I want to read to you what happened. Glenn Greenwald, Joe, get a load of this. Again, left-leaning journalist. I'm, I'm guessing based on some of his past commentary. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying he does fair work. He started this company, The Intercept, and Joe, he had the cojones to dare. Get ready for it, Armacost. To try to write a story about the Joe Biden Bobolinsky. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh. The cojones on this guy. How dare he? This is his own company. Was trying to edit his material. He had to resign from his own company. Here's his statement he had to put out. He says, the final precipitating cause that the Intercept's editors, in violation of, of my contractual right of editorial freedom, censored an article I wrote this week and refused to publish it unless I removed all sections critical of Joe Biden. The candidate vehemently supported by all New York-based Intercept editors involved in the effort at this suppression. The censored article, based on recently revealed emails and witness testimony, raised critical questions about Biden's conduct. Not content to simply prevent publication of this article at the media outlet I co-founded. These Not content, excuse me, to prevent publication, the Intercept editors also demanded that I refrain from exercising a separate contractual right to publish this article with any other publication. So just to be clear, folks, 
even left-leaning guessing journalists who start that they're not even safe at their own sites anymore dare you speak the truth about the Biden crime family. Holocaust denial on Twitter? No worries. People, the Ayatollah does it all the time on Twitter. Definitely doesn't violate the Twitter rules, Joe. I'm not kidding. You can search that in the internet yourself. Holocaust denial by the death to America yeah. crowd? A-OK on Twitter, right. according to Jack. He don't care about that. No big deal. But posting that walls work and keep out predators and terrorists? That's definitely hate speech. Glenn Greenwald at The Intercept. Hey, maybe we should do an article about this Bob Alinsky case. You know, it's not anonymous or anything. Like we have the emails and stuff. No, 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 definitely not. You're not going to write that here. Yeah, but I founded the company. Yeah, you better resign. Entering dark times. I'm not kidding. All right, what do we got next? Today was a two-pager. Oh, <laughs> AOC. I know, I know, I know. I know you hate AOC, so this one's funny. I'll get to that in a second. My last sponsor, though, uh, Backcountry. We got a new sponsor, and I'm really happy to, to have me. This is some of the gear I love. And one of the best parts of dealing with Backcountry is, let's say you like me, right? And my last line of work, we used to have to do a lot of things. I was a city kid. I wasn't an expert at. So sometimes you'd get a call, and they'd say, hey, Dan, you're going to go on the Jenna Bush protection detail, and you're going to go hike a glacier in Patagonia. Oh, that actually happened. Remember that, Paula? That glacier Perito Moreno? I don't know anything about hiking glaciers. I've never worn a crampon in my life. Matter of fact, when they said crampon, I was like, huh, what? Like, I thought it was something else. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. It would have been awesome to have backcountry. Backcountry is where you get all this great, top-notch, best-priced outdoor gear around. You can get a gearhead on the phone, too, to talk about anything you need. Whatever you want. The outdoors is calling. You want an answer? Backcountry.com is the place to go. Don't go anywhere else. Because when you shop at backcountry.com, you can pick up the phone and talk gear with an actual former Olympian. Founded by a former Olympic skier, backcountry.com is the best place for outdoor gear and apparel. You don't know something about your ski um, equipment? Go to backcountry, pick it up there, get a gearhead on the phone, talk about them right there. Ask your questions. I wish I would have known that. I would have got better hiking boots and I wouldn't have wound up with 35 blisters on my dogs. It's code word for feet from New York. From Patagonia. The Big Agnes of Santa Cruz Bicycles, backcountry.com, has thousands of your favorite brands and products. I found a really cool Helly Hansen jacket. There was also, they even had an antifreeze phone case, in case you're going to give your phone out and go, awesome stuff. I like Patagonia, big fan of all their stuff. You like Carhartt? Carhartt jackets? It's all there. Not sure where to start on camping gear, skis, or a winter jacket? When you ask for help at backcountry.com, you're not getting an outdoor hobbyist. Backcountry gearheads are experts who can give you a master class in the great outdoors. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Anything from providing you a detailed pack list for your next summit to gift recommendations for your outdoorsy friend to what winter jacket works for you. Everything Backcountry sells is the highest quality, highest. But the Backcountry gearheads are the real difference. Talk to them. Answer, have all your questions answered. Go to backcountry.com slash Bongino and enter promo code Bongino to get 15% off your first full price purchase. Some exclusions apply. Go right now. Get 15% off at backcountry.com slash Bongino and enter promo code Bongino, backcountry.com slash Bongino. And don't forget to enter promo code Bongino. The gear there is tremendous, off the charts, best looking, highly functional gear, really cool stuff, backcountry.com slash Bongino. Okay. Got a little bit of time left. I got a few quick stories. Polling update too. I promised you yesterday I'm going to get to it. I will get to it today. We are not leaving without it because there's some very, very good news. Again, the only poll that matters now is election day, but I do want to leave you with a smile on your face. Fox News story quick. You know, AOC, woman of the people. Woman of the people, Joe. AOC, did she always railing uh -huh. against the rich people? Capitalist, Amazon stinks. Keep them out of my neighbor. That AOC, remember that? So she did a, a, a shoot for Vogue. AOC, oh, Vanity Fair, excuse me. Uh, AOC appears in Vanity Fair in outfits worth $14,000 uh, to mm. curse Trump out. Mm. Foxnews.com. Now, listen, I <laughs> story's in the show notes, by the way. You're laughing. Joe, I can already predict where the leftist lunatics who watch my show, like media doesn't matter, media matters, what they're going to say. Oh, my gosh, that's so sexist. Uh, no, morons. If Bernie said, how much time, Joe, did we spend on Bernie Sanders? Remember him with his, Joe, what was the menu on his plane? What would Paula? Uh, what was uh, foie it? Foie gras. What? <laughs> no, it wasn't foie gras. No, it wasn't tartare. What was that? Yamichi Alcindor set out the menu on the Bernie Sanders. We made fun of Bernie Sanders for a week. 
Oh, what was the thing he had? This is so, this is how funny this story is. The menu on Bernie Sanders' campaign plane in 2016 was so fancy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not into like culture, food culture at all, but I don't even remember it. It was so fancy. (laughs) It was like crumpets or something like that. Yeah, crumpets. We laughed at Bernie forever. So please spare me. It's sexist. Yeah, AOC's whole niche is like, you rich people suck so bad. She's on the cover of Annie Vera in a $14,000 suit. Ladies and gentlemen, we do okay, okay? I don't have a $14,000 suit. Paula, do I have a $14,000 suit? Uh, quick question, serious question. Does my entire business wardrobe cost $14,000? <laughs> Maybe. But folks, the most expensive suit I have, I bought was like 800 bucks. I don't have a $14,000 suit. I think the tuxedo wasn't even $14,000. But that's not the point. She's always railing against rich people. These people are total phonies. I don't get what you want. Good, great. They gave you $14,000. Great. Good for you. But stop the beer. Oh, you rich people are all terrible. Hey, check out this suit, 14 k What a bunch of frauds. And yeah, please spare us. That's sexist. You're an idiot. We're more than happy to rip on Bernie Sanders' three homes, too. Yeah, that's right. Three. I hate capital. Capitalism sucks. Bernie, you have three homes. I said capitalism sucks for the other guy. Not for me. For me, it's awesome. We haven't done that voice in a long time. I got three homes. I'm talking about capitalism for you idiots. Not for me. For me, it's A-OK. We will rip on this idiot forever, too. I hate frauds. I can't stand them. Why not put on a normal suit? Like ever, like a $1,000 suit, which isn't even normal for most people. Most people get a suit from like Men's Warehouse or something for 250 bucks. These people are total fakes, ladies and gentlemen. You're being lied to. We got to figure out what that menu thing was. Are you? What is it? Do you know? You know who would know? Audience archivist Judy. We need to get her on the phone one day for like a quick, like emergency bad phone call. She like has every single show in her head from whenever. We showed the menu and it was this really funny looking thing. Me and Paula had no idea what it was. I mean, again, we're not like idiots. We're just not like foodies. And we're like, this is Bernie Sanders, man of the people. If it was me, I'd have like five guys burgers on my campaign plane, you know, and protein bars. Not Bernie. He had like, <laughs> I can't even say, it. I don't even know what it was. All right. When you figure it out, tell me when you know, I'm going to do the polling update here because it's important. I need you back in the game for this because I need my elements. Thanks. You ready? You're going to double task you? Some good news here. Election update. What are you laughing at? This is turning into like <laughs> off the rails. Off, Folks, I told you uh, Florida. Florida is the bellwether state. If Donald Trump loses Florida, there's very little chance he can win the election. I'm sorry to break the bad news to you, but if he does lose Florida, it would be really tough. Not impossible, but extremely tough. Donald Trump looks really, really good in Florida right now. Miami-Dade County in South Florida, you know, the whole Miami area is heavily Democratic. Hillary, Hillary Clinton won the county by three, the county, not the state, the county alone by 300,000 votes. Ladies and gentlemen, as we can see from this guy who does data analysis, by the way, this guy's not a conservative at all. Trust me, you can, fi- you can check him out on Twitter. What is it? Um, Matthew Isbell? He's MCI Maps. Believe me, this guy is not a conservative. This was from the other day. The GOP advantage in turnout right now in Miami-Dade. Advantage in a county where Donald Trump got smoked in 2016. The GOP advantage was 4.4%, is now 6.8%. He's like, so you know, um, it's not getting any better, Florida. Believe me, this guy's not a conservative. Do you understand what I just told you? In the most heavily Democratic county in Florida, Miami-Dade, that Donald Trump lost by 300,000 votes, The GOP is winning in voter turnout by six percentage points. Ladies and gentlemen, these polls are not right. A little more perspective on Florida. Ron DeSantis, who the pollsters told us was down by seven a couple days before the election. How is he down by seven? He's the governor. Exactly. (laughs) You remember, Joe, remember Governor Andrew Gillum? You remember that guy? Joe's like, who the hell are you talking about? No. The answer is Joe has no idea because there is no Governor Andrew Gillum. And, uh, he has no idea. That, yeah, nobody else knows Governor Andrew Gillum either because he's not the governor. He was supposedly up by seven a few days before the election. DeSantis won. Beat Gillum. 
in DeSantis's race where they were predicting he was going to get crushed, and he's now the governor, going into election day in the governor's election, the Democrats had a 230,000 vote lead in early voting. Pretty heavy, right? Election day is Tuesday. The Democrats only have 180,000 uh, 180, vote lead now. Overall, statewide, not Miami-Dade. Overall. And they're dropping by about 40,000 a day. Republicans turn out big time on game day. Big time. I'm telling you, the Democrats, I will be stunned if Donald Trump loses Florida. It's no excuse for not turn. Believe me, you need to turn out with 10 friends. I'm not making any predictions because it won't hurt. I just want to leave you in a little bit of a good note that don't believe the polls because the polls are telling you, he's going to lose Florida. It's over. Race is over. No, I'm trying to center everyone back to normal. Not get anybody too excited. Not get anybody too depressed. Show up. Not just by yourself. That's not good enough. Bring 10 people. And then when you're done with those 10, bring another 10. One more quick piece about the polls. We've been told by the media, stop the conspiracy theories, Joe. The polls are right, just like they were in 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Spot on. You guys, were, you guys nailed it in 2016. What the hell is Joe Biden doing in Minnesota? Weren't we just told by the pollsters, I'll show you that in a minute, hmm. that Donald Trump is down 15 points in Minnesota. So why, why, why is Joe Biden in, in Minnesota? Oh, you don't believe me? Here's the Star Tribune in Minnesota. Dueling presidential visits come to Minnesota. Dueling, that means two for the liberals listening. You know, duel, one, two. What's Joe Biden doing in Minnesota? Why? I mean, he's up 15 points, right? Just like Trump is going to lose Florida despite Miami-Dade turning out for Trump. Look at his tweet from political polls. They cover, you know, in the polling analysis. New Minnesota post-debate poll. Biden plus 14. Really? Gravest marketing. You sure about that? See on election day. But you really think Joe Biden is in Minnesota, state the Republicans haven't won since what, Ronald Reagan? You really believe Biden's in Minnesota because uh, what? He likes the cold weather this time of year? Think, man. For the liberals, conservatives listening, you think all the time. Put your thinking caps on. The hell is Joe Biden doing in Minnesota right now? He's up 15 points. Sure. <laughs> All right, we'll leave the show on this Friday on this hilarious. So Paula didn't, I said, sometimes I send stuff to my wife and I, I should put for the show because sometimes I do it because I want to make her laugh. You know, it's been a rough few weeks. So you get a couple smiles once in a while, you're going to hurt you, if you know what I mean? This is a hilarious story. So having done motorcades in the past in my prior line of work, I could see how this would really make someone uh, skin crawl. It's so funny. So the Biden motorcade has this vehicle trailing them all around the state. Vehicle? What do you mean? Like, uh, you know, an ambulance or something? You know, for the no, 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 not that. They have a. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. This car. I'm going to show you the picture of a car in a minute. It's a Trump supporter. He's driving around, following the Biden motorcade, and they're doing everything they can to get away from him. Running reds. They can't get away from this guy. <laughs> you got to see. If you're not watching the video versions, you're missing out there. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please check this out. Look at the car. This, this is real. <laughs> it's a hearse. I haven't seen It's a hearse <laughs> on the back. It says, this is hilarious. Collecting Democrat votes. One dead stiff at a time. It's a hearse <laughs> driving around. <laughs> following them. They can't get away from this guy. Jeez. He's following them all around the country. And they're trying to blow reds to get away from the Trump. It's got Trump stickers on. It's just collecting Democrat votes. One dead stiff <laughs> Can you imagine in the Secret Service being like, we got to shake this guy. We can't beat the hearse. The hearse is with her. The Biden team's freaking out. People are starting to take pictures of this and post it on social media, the hearse phone. <laughs> she thought I was sending it there as a joke. The show went on the air early today. As you can probably tell, for those of you who know, know the tricks on the show, we had to go up a little early today. But Paula's like, oh, you wanted that too? She's like, I thought that was a joke for me. Well, it was, but it's a joke for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the guy, Claire McCaskill. Remember Claire McCaskill when she ran for re-election to Democrat Center? She said she was going on the bus tour, Joe. 
and the bus door, she was really flying at a private jet, yeah. meeting a bus at yeah, every yeah. stop. Yeah. So they, they started calling her Air Claire. And remember the guy? The guy kept showing up, the Republican <laughs> activist with the thing, <laughs> with the air thing. I don't know what you call the flashlights with this thing, whatever they're called. Remember the Air Claire guy? This reminds me of that. By the way, she lost to Josh Hawley. So this stuff can do real damage. Mockery is a really serious weapon in politics. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. That was a pretty fun show, more than we expected. I think that was pretty good. It's been a great week. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show, rumble.com slash Bongino for the video show. It's all free, Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. Those subscriptions really help us. It means a lot to us. They help us move up the charts. We don't have a huge marketing budget here. We're not, um, you know, a major cable news outlet or anything. So it helps us a lot. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.